Hey, dear listeners, welcome to At Odds with the Gods podcast. I'm Joey. I'm Jordan. Let's roll that title music. So welcome to the first ever premiere episode of At Odds with the Gods. Are you excited? Yeah, I, I'd say I'm pretty excited. I'm like a I'm like a medium level of excitement, you know, because if we start too high, we can't go anywhere. But if we start at a medium level of excitement, we get to <laughs> gradually get higher in excitement. So hopefully you guys are medium level excited with us. Only medium excited. Well, if you're higher than that, uh, we're going to have a have to have a talk later. <laughs> <laughs> medium excitement medium level skill which just gets into guys just a quick little disclaimer this is our both of our first times recording a podcast it is my first time mixing audio and we only expect to get better and better from this point on so bear with us as we work out some kinks but we're really excited to have you guys here and go on this fun little podcast journey together yeah and just keeping that in mind we're gonna go ahead and jump right in So today we're covering the myth of Hades and Persephone, which I would definitely say is one of the most popular myths out of Greek mythology. That's definitely fair. I mean, have you seen Hercules? (laughs) My man, my man is flaming. But where's Persephone in that movie? That's true. Hades didn't have a, didn't have a wife yet. Maybe, I guess Hercules is before Persephone. It's canon now. Disney did it right. Hmm. (laughs) Interesting. That's untrue. Don't don't listen to me. (laughs) Fandoms only. But... We'll just do a quick background on each one of the gods. So Hades is the Greek god of the underworld, which is where the Gre- where the Greeks believe your soul went once you died. I I do want to do a deep dive into the Greek underworld in a later episode. For now, we're just going to stick with Hades himself. The Romans, who also worshipped him, called him Pluto, or the Latin word dis, which translates to rich or possessing wealth. In addition to being the god of the dead, he was also considered the god of wealth due to the precious metals and gems that were found underground. But, small caveat, he is not death itself. That is Thanatos, or Orcus to the Romans. You know, I, uh, I every time I think about, like, Hades and Thanatos and death, I think about that Drake and Josh meme oh where Josh is talking about lobsters and the rate <laughs> at which they die. For anyone who hasn't seen this... Um, I'm sorry, but you need to. Anyway, it's Josh talking about, he says, I do not control the rate at which lobsters die. And above it has a caption where it's like, Hades talking about death. And it just has the words blocked out. So it reads, I do not control the rate of, wait, I do not control the die. And then for Thanatos, it just says, I do control the die. But then there's a third one for uh, for Poseidon. Poseidon, thank you. <laughs> it says, I do control the lobsters. <laughs> anyway, that's it. <laughs> you can keep going. Well, I'm glad you at least mentioned Poseidon. Hades is he and Zeus's brother. And interestingly enough, if you look at lists of the 12 Olympians, Hades sometimes isn't listed. He is a major introvert. He rarely leaves the underworld, and when he is, he's honestly not that welcome in Olympus with the rest of the gods. Even though he does not control the die. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So what what about his wife? Uh, What about Mrs. The Underworld? (laughs) So Persephone (laughs) 
the other major player in this myth. She is the only daughter of Demeter, who is the Greek goddess of the harvest. You'll also see Persephone referred to as Proserpina, which is her Latin name. She was the goddess of spring and summer and is associated with fertility of plants and vegetation. For all you plant moms out there, <laughs> like uh, Mrs. Joey's wife over here. I literally bought three dying plants from Walmart today so that hopefully I can revive them. She's going to be Persephone. We're going to get into some interesting family tree dynamics here. So like I said, Demeter is her mother. Zeus is her father. Uh, Demeter and Zeus are brother and sister. So Zeus is her dad slash uncle. And like I've said, Hades and Zeus were brothers. So Persephone marries her uncle. Well, I'm just, just going to let that sit for a while. She marries her uncle. Hey, well, at least I'm not your uncle. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> Demeter did have sons, but Persephone was just her only daughter. And Persephone is the Ionic Greek form of her name. In other dialects, she is known as Persephonea, Persephasa, Persephata, or Kore, which is ancient Greek for maiden or girl. It's also thought that Persephone's name might have been derived from the Greek Phaerein Phonon, which translates to bringing or causing death. I've also heard versions of the myth where she is referred to as Kore before becoming Hades' wife, and then Persephone after. Kore is just such a... Such a completely different name from all the other names you read off. I know. They're all like different variations of Persephone and then... Kore. Kore. Not Corey. Kore. 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 Joey. <laughs> Persephone. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my drag name. Oh, please. <laughs> so, the myth itself. It is... It's referred to as the rape of Persephone, which, which used to give me a lot of pause. I was looking at it through a modern lens. I was wondering, why is it called the rape of Persephone when there is not an assault in this story? But I was looking into it, researching for this episode. And the reason that it's called the rape of Persephone is because it's taken from the Latin raptus, which originally means seized or carried off. So if you take it in the context of the original Latin, it's more appropriately called the kidnapping of Persephone. Or just the carry-off of Persephone. The takeout order of Persephone. So this myth can be traced back to the Homeric Hymn to Demeter, which dates to the late 8th and, and or early 7th century BC. So Persephone and some of her attendants are walking through a lush field. It's spring. It's beautiful. The flowers are blooming. The weather is just gorgeous. So she's distracted by a narcissist flower and lags behind. Um, her attendants don't go with her. I don't think they should have walked off without her. Yeah, they seem like bad friends. It's a little rude. Step one to not getting kidnapped. Get better friends. Obviously. Obviously. Get friends who are willing to stop at the Narcissus flower with you. <laughs> Honestly, if you're the goddess of spring and you don't have friends who are willing to stop and look at the flowers with you, who... What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? We could track together, Persephone. <laughs> Anyway, she's observing this flower, which I will get into more detail about later. There's something special about this flower. A chasm opens up in the earth and Hades comes out of it, driving a gold chariot pulled by black horses. He grabs Persephone's wrist and just snatches her down to the underworld. So, obviously, she's crying and screaming. Some even say she's screaming for Zeus to help her. And her cries echo over the seas and the mountains. 
Demeter hears, but is unfortunately too late to do anything to save her daughter. A variation of this myth, because as with a lot of myths, no details are hardly ever the same. But this variation says that all souls in the underworld can hear her crying, but no one in the land of the living can. But Demeter's motherly intuition tells her something's wrong, and that's how she knows. And the worst part, like, I, I can't imagine this, and we don't even have kids, but Demeter knows something's happened. No one tells her what happened for nine days. Wait, okay, so she knows that Demeter, I mean, Demeter knows that Persephone was taken. Yes. But no one tells her no one what will tell happened. Her. No one will tell her what happened. Oh, man. So, just so you know, I'm, in, I'm envisioning, I'm envisioning my man pulling up in a gold-plated Ferrari. <laughs> Steps out, okay. points at Persephone, and then quotes Shrek and says, "You, you're coming with me." Oh my god! But instead of being donkey who's happy to go, she's, you know, reluctant because she doesn't want to. That was funny. Anyway, you're coming with me. <laughs> you. Eventually, the son told Demeter what happened. Right. Yes. That's what your notes say? <laughs> oh, now I'm just thinking about the parallels between Shrek and this myth. We're going to have another five-minute episode that just oh parallels Shrek to this myth. Wow. We are just off to a rip-roaring start with this podcast. Don't think about it now. Just keep going. No, I think it's funny. <laughs> Good. But, understandably, let's get back to the tragedy at hand here. Demeter's daughter is gone. No one will tell her what happened, so understandably she's very upset she does not eat or drink anything and eventually the son who sees all because he's the sun up in the sky he tells demeter what happened a variation of this myth will says that hecate told demeter i saw her get taken underground but i didn't see who did it and i don't know why so honestly not really any help at all and the son actually ends up giving her the details of what happened rather than just the main idea but the plot thickens from there. A main source I used for this episode is Edith Hamilton's book Mythology. So I was looking in the index for mentions of Persephone, and there was a section in the book about flower myths. And I found out, you know, the flower that distracted her, the narcissist flower? Yeah, you said it was special earlier. Yeah, Zeus put it there. Oh. So, hold up. So Zeus was being a... Uh, uh... A wingman for, yeah. for Hades. He was being a bro. He was... Hold up. No, 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 no. Zeus was being a bro for Hades for his own daughter. Yes. That's whack. Mm-hmm. But this, was, this flower, it wasn't like our modern-day narcissist flowers, which are more commonly known as daffodils. So Edith Hamilton describes this flower as being a, quote, glowing purple and silver with a hundred blossoms growing from its roots and a very sweet scent. And Persephone was literally unable to resist going over to pick it up, which I would do the same thing. Every time we see a cool plant in public, I'm like, I got to get me some of that. We've definitely taken clippings of like public property flowers to take home and grow saplings of. And you know what I did? One of those cuttings has propagated. One of the things that she got from work has like 70 extra leaves and it only came with one. So yeah. You can, I mean, basically, you are Persephone. <laughs> oh, you flatter me. Anyway, Zeus had made this flower 
very special to attract Persephone to help Hades snatch her up because Hades had fallen in love with her. So. Oh, so Hades was simping. Oh my god. Is that is that, that that's what the kids say now, right? Oh my is that, god. Is that how that term worked? The Hades was simping. I don't know. That's how I'm. I don't watch TikTok. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that's how that term works. Simping basically just means you actually respect women. So Yikes. I guess okay, you could so, say, yeah. Well, okay, eventually Hades simps. But if you're going to steal her, maybe that's not simping? I wouldn't say that that's... TikTok, TikTokers, write in. Let us know. Or Reddit. Reddit's a great place to ask oh, those kind of those kind of questions I'm right sc- i'm scared of reddit so ask, maybe ask reddit <laughs> <laughs> ask. <laughs> find us on our reddit ama to recap demeter gets mad because her brother slash baby daddy zeus helped their brother hades kidnap demeter's daughter slash hades's niece persephone i'd get kind of mad too just trying to keep track of the family trees makes me very angry <laughs> but she leaves olympus and begins to live on Earth disguised as a human, and she vows never to return to Olympus. She does get up to some shenanigans on Earth. Do you want to know what those are? Yeah, why not? What what are, what, what is Demeter's debauchery? Demeter's dumb doings. I like that. Demeter's dumb doings. Demeter's dumb doings. I don't like her very much. So she's on Earth. She's grieving. She's pouting. There's a huge famine going on because she's the god, the goddess of nature and the harvest because she's angry. She's like, I'm not going to let anything grow on earth. No talk me, I'm angry. No talk me, I'm hungry. I'm angry. I want my daughter back. No <laughs> no talk me, you hungry. So she's out on earth just making life difficult. Four young sisters find her near a well and they invite her to their home. She goes and stays with them and their mother, Metanera, and serves as a wet nurse for Metanera's young son, Demophon. Some spellings, it's Demophon. I'm sticking with Demophon. And at night, she will put him in the fire and feed him ambrosia. She's doing this with the goal of giving him eternal youth so that one day he can be respected as a god. But unfortunately, Metanera catches her doing this, absolutely loses her mind, because... You're putting a kid You're putting into my a baby in the fire. fire. But Demeter gets mad at Metanera, snatches the kid out of the fire, throws him onto the ground, and just kind of goes, well, you just ruined his chance at immortality. Good job. Hope you're happy with yourself. Which, I kind of want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined your chance at immortality. Good job. <laughs> so Demeter gets mad and leaves, but since Demophon was cared for by a goddess, he is he's pretty healthily respected from that point on. It's not super relevant, I'll be honest. I don't really... I'm not going to say that. (laughs) To be honest, it's not super relevant. We're not talking about Persephone, which I just think is very strange. Yeah, especially since she's the title card of the story. Exactly. All that's happened is she saw a really pretty flower, which, same. Same. And then she got snatched by her uncle (laughs) in the really nice car. Her uncle husband. But, like I said, because Persephone is gone, Demeter's mad, there's a famine, the earth just goes barren for a year, and not only the people, but the gods as well are just crying out in anguish, and they're begging Zeus to intervene. Zeus goes to Demeter and asks her to let things grow again, and she refuses. So Zeus sends Hermes, or in some versions Iris, the messenger goddess, to the underworld to talk to Hades and get him to let Persephone go. 
Hermes finds Hades and Persephone sitting side by side in thrones, which I like to imagine that they're matching. I think that'd be, <laughs> I think that's kind of cute. Well, maybe the same size, but like, I feel like it would be like really catered to their personality. So like oh, yeah. Hades throne is like black and, and like just like skulls. dark blue soul essence just all around it. Like 12 year old MySpace. <laughs> 12 year old emo kids room or at least what he wants it to be and then you have persephone on her throne the exact same size but just like overflowing with green and flowers and that one cool purple flower but like a dark green oh it's yeah in the underworld and still has to be edgy yeah it's got like it's got thorns Dead it's like it's just a rose bush that she's sitting on god that would hurt hey hey she's a god it doesn't matter to her phone in which one's more uncomfortable the iron throne or a rose bush <laughs> Ooh, sorry about that um audio peak headphone listeners where were we uh we were um hades came uh, zeus came down no, and saw them hermes. oh hermes came down yikes hermes came down and saw them sitting in thrones. And Persephone is cowering in hers because she doesn't really like her new husband and she really misses her mom. You will find in most versions of the myth, I could not find a version of the myth that described this, but their wedding just, it happens very off screen. I, w- I want to know what that was like. It's like, <laughs> we were just watching Rick and Morty the other day in one of the episodes, Rick I mean, Morty was, like, shirtless or whatever. No, he was pantsless. And then he goes off screen and he comes back with blood on him. He's like, I killed those two guys. And I did did it. I was off screen. I did it off screen. And so I feel like this is the same thing. Like, uh, Hermes comes down and and Hades is like, yeah, I got got married. I did it off screen. I got married (laughs) off screen. (laughs) That's the TLC special we deserve. Say yes to the dress underworld edition. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Hades is going to bring Cerberus to help Persephone choose. <gasps> He's the ring bearer. Oh, 100%. Oh the heads are fighting over who gets to hold the ring. The metal head. <laughs> well, yeah, but the right and the left are still... Actually, we'll, we can say that like the left head does the flowers and... <gasps> oh. Oh, 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 no, no, no. The no, middle no, no, head no. does the flowers and the left and the right hold the rings I've, for each I've, other. No, I've got it. I've got it. The middle head holds the train of her dress. The left oh. head has the flowers. The right head has the rings. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah? But I, I can imagine a 15-minute cartoon episode of the three heads fighting over who gets to do what, and then there's some beautiful life lesson at the end where that's, they... It's a Pixar show. Pixar, if you're listening, just give us like $10 for that idea. That'd be cool. Maybe oh, 11 <laughs> Just buy me coffee. We'll call it even. <laughs> so we see the not-so-happy newlyweds sitting in their thrones side by side. Hermes tells them what... Zeus said about how Hades needs to let Persephone go. Persephone is just thrilled. She leaves up out of her seat to leave. Hades is pissed, understandably, but he knows he has to listen to Zeus since Zeus is the ruler of the gods. As she's leaving, Hades begs her to remember him kindly and not be upset that she's his wife. He makes her eat a pomegranate seed, which he knows and she does not know that that means she'll have to come back. The fact that he's lying to her isn't explicitly stated in the myth. That's me reading between the lines, but it's pretty clear. It's withheld information on purpose. It is strategically a half-truth. Like, hey, eat this pomegranate. Hey, 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 it means you have to come back. (laughs) Just, oh, 
oh, eat this pomegranate. And he, like, starts laughing. And she goes, what's that? And he's, oh, nothing. So starts coughing. Right. <laughs> Just, yeah, like, the whole, like, trope of the maniacal evil laughter. But he's doing it out loud. And everyone's like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Or, like, like Syndrome from The Incredibles. When he, like, starts explaining his whole master plan. And then he just, he's like, oh, you caught me monologuing. monologuing you sly dog. <laughs> Hermes takes Hades' gold chariot and uses it to take Persephone back to Earth. He takes her to Demeter's temple in Eleusis, which was built for her by the townspeople who took her in. When I mentioned Metanera and Demophon earlier, Eleusis was where they lived. And so obviously, it's a sweet reunion. Everyone's happy. I imagine a lot of relieved tears. It's kind of sullied. Demeter finds out that Persephone ate a pomegranate seed in the underworld, and she's very upset because she knows the implications that that has. So Zeus... <laughs> Hold on. Now I'm imagining... Oh, no. Okay, so we have a dog, right? We do. And she's she's great. We love Luna. But many times, she she's will find nice. things on the ground that she wants to have in her mouth, but she shouldn't have in her mouth. I don't know where you're going with this. Like, you know, like a, like a chicken wing bone. And so she'll pick it up and start eating it, and I immediately have to yell what is in your mouth and then shove my hand in her mouth and try to take it out of her mouth and i'm imagining that same scene but with demeanor persephone and persephone is just eating like just like has the half of pomegranate and is just like eating the whole thing or whatever and demeanor's like what are you eating and she just starts eating it faster (laughs) i know that's not how it happened but that's what's in my head no that's pretty funny now it's it's very lilo and stitch oh that's true i think yep that's lilo and stitch so this is happening Zeus sends another messenger to Demeter because they are still not on Olympus, but he sends Rhea, who is he and Demeter's mother. Rhea, who is reportedly the oldest of the gods, comes to Earth and summons Demeter back to Olympus. It's been arranged that Persephone will only be in the underworld for, quote, a third part of the year, so four months. Later, writers such as Ovid expanded her time in the underworld to be half a year, which is the version that I grew up hearing. I heard six pomegranate seeds equals six months of the year in the underworld. And Demeter isn't thrilled that she has to lose Persephone at all, but she understands that ultimately this is a pretty good deal and takes it. She regrets bringing famine upon the earth and makes the land fertile again. However, just the caveat that she will mourn for Persephone when she's gone, and so during the winter, nothing's going to grow. Hmm. I actually didn't know that. I thought, per- just, I Wait, thought really? Persephone herself was the reason. Not Demeter. Mm-mm. I thought, like, Persephone came out, and that was the reason. Not Persephone came out, Demeter was happy she came out, and then she made the land fertile. Neat. All right, Demeter. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we know, Persephone was the goddess of spring and summer who could just step on the ground and have flowers and plants just spring up around her. But her time in the underworld changed her. She now recognized how brief the beauty of spring and summer was compared to the darkness and sorrow of the underworld. And after becoming Hades' wife, it was said that when she was back on Earth, that something about her was markedly different. Keep in mind that, and this is something I had not realized until I was researching this episode, being Hades' wife and having to go to the underworld every X amount of months, depending on which version of the myth you subscribe to, It means that when winter begins, she literally has to die and be resurrected when it's time for spring. That sounds exhausting. 
My gosh. So she's, she dies every year. I'm not going to lie. When I when I die, I just want to do it the one time. I just want to stay dead. <laughs> <laughs> when it's my time, it's my time, man. Honestly. Persephone, and... what a trooper. <laughs> so she was often referred to as the maiden whose name may not be spoken, because whereas Hades was the god of the dead, it was reported that Persephone was the one that you really needed to be scared of. Homer repeatedly refers to her as Dread Persephone. Dang. I, I think that's pretty badass. Okay, I'm hold up. Lie. That's a dope like pirate ship name right oh my gosh all right i'm gonna go be a pirate like and... the princess bride um what is he dread the pirate. dread pirate roberts roberts yeah dang the dread persephone that's if they ever became pirates together if the story was flipped and and oh she went with farm boy she would be wesley wesley i couldn't remember his name thanks <laughs> she'll be dread persephone tell me that that's hot actually that is that's dang kind of great but in this story which we are now at the end of the story. It was themes of sorrow are very clear here. Demeter's sorrow causes everyone on earth to starve. Persephone's sorrow totally just changes who she is as a person. And this is a myth that we see the gods just very clearly being humanized. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I see that. So just a few little tidbits about this myth now that we all know the story itself. The location of Persephone's kidnapping is said to have happened in many, many different places, just depending on who's telling it. So it could be in the meadows near Inna, the island of Crete, the Nisian plain, Attica, Athens, or near Eleusis, where one of Demeter's prominent temples is. I also saw an interpretation by the author Suzanne Benesanto. In her book, Persephone Under the Earth, she interprets the myth as being about teenage sexuality and how the parents need to step back and let this development happen. So in this, in this interpretation, Santo says that Persephone isn't the victim of this story, that her journey is a metaphor for the desire for sexual depth and going to the underworld is her sexual awakening. Wild. So this is, so it's her hot girl summer. <laughs> Persephone the Stallion. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. <laughs> I I don't know how this interpretation stands up academically, but that, that is just a summary. I've seen a lot of short poems written on Tumblr back in my Tumblr days, and Pinterest that explore the idea of Persephone willingly going to the underworld instead of being kidnapped. And honestly, I find that a lot more interesting than the original myth. I mean, let's be real. We, outside of the fact that Hades and Persephone are uncle and niece, we stand Hades and Persephone because Hades didn't cheat on his wife mm -hmm. like every other single Olympian god. <clears throat> Actually, Dionysus. Zeus. I don't think Dionysus did either. All right, well, we stand Dionysus as well. But maybe I will prove myself wrong in a future episode. Hey, if we... Stay tuned for that, guys. <laughs> Stay tuned for maybe proving ourselves wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for human infallibility. <laughs> but it, I, it's funny that you mentioned that Hades was one of the only Olympians that treated his wife right. I do have another little side story here, so... If you're familiar with Greek mythology, you've probably heard of the hero Theseus. He and his friend Pirithus or Perithus, they tried to kidnap Persephone. Oh, just like Hades did. Yeah. But Pirithus, he was the king of Lapithae in Thessaly. 
And when he tried marrying his first wife, the wedding was crashed by some centaurs. They were related to the bride. <laughs> you know, just, just, casually. just casually get your party. Those are my in-laws, you know. We married into that family. They literally stampede in and then try to be a wedding singers. Uh, well, at the wedding feast, they, they got a little bit too drunk and began snatching up all the women and just running off with them. Wait, the centaurs did? Yes. Well, yikes, you can't catch them. They're... They're horse... Horses. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short... This is called the Centaurimachi. I'm not going to get too much into it. But long story short, the centaurs were driven out, but Pirithus's bride died. So instead of the Red Wedding, it's the Centaur Wedding. Mm. That's right. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he feels a little upset, and he decides he's going to kidnap Persephone, and she's going to be his second wife. And Theseus... He recognizes that this is a dumb idea. This is a stupid idea. But he's the ultimate friend, and he says, you know what, I'm going to help you. And he also just knew it would be good for their reputation as heroes if they succeeded. So Theseus really just said bros before hoes. Yeah. Yikes. Yo, I'll... Ultimate bro code, dude. Help you kidnap a girl. What's up? Man, please, please don't... Pick up your morality from Greek it's mythology. Very, very frat guy of them. Yikes. Very, very <laughs> Greek village. <laughs> oh my god. Oh anyway. No. <laughs> Hades knows perfectly well what they're going to do. He's watching them on their his his ring total alarm system. He's watching them on his Simply Safe not sponsored. <laughs> he <laughs> so he knows what they're gonna do. He also agrees that it's a very stupid plan. He lets them come to the underworld, doesn't really bother killing them. Because, because he's not the god of, that controls the die. He does not control the die. <laughs> but in the underworld, they're already among the dead, so there's kind of no point. He invites them to sit in a special seat, or seats. And unbeknownst to them, it's called the chair of forgetfulness. So when you sit in it, you, you just forget everything. Your mind goes completely blank. And... Theseus had to be rescued by his cousin, who's Hercules. Oh, wild. Man, it would suck to have a cousin that's that famous. Right. But Pirithus wasn't so lucky. No one came to rescue him. So he just sat in that chair forever. That's a lie. I feel like if I were cousins with Chance the Rapper, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Anyway. He'd probably have a decent music career. Yeah, at the very least. But in another version of the myth, um, as soon as they sit down... In these chairs, snakes spring out of the arms of the chairs and bound them, so it's... They didn't just forget. That's baller. Hold up, that sounds like Persephone's idea. <laughs> Hades was like, hey, this this dude, bro, wants to come kidnap you. He's like, oh, I'm gonna make him sit in the chair. Persephone's like, hey, 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 I know what to do. This is what Persephone's like, babe, listen. I like your idea. I hear you. But, like, listen. Listen. Snakes. snakes. <laughs> Hades like say less. <laughs> say less. And then we go back to our um Shrek parallels oh, no. where he blow she blows up a snake as a balloon. <gasps> I was gonna make a Taylor Swift joke, but that's oh man, I don't know which one's worse. Listeners weigh in. <laughs> <laughs> Is the Taylor Swift reference better or the Shrek one? <laughs> man, how man, could you imagine putting out that poll? And, like, the results are in, and it's like, Shrek is the better parallel. 
surprised. And Taylor Swift becomes one of our listeners and listens <gasps> to this podcast. Oh my gosh. I would die. <laughs> this is the only episode she listens to. <laughs> Deservedly. Taylor Swift, we're sorry. Please keep Please listening. Don't <laughs> I love your ability, but you scare me. <laughs> Just like Persephone. All of this suffice to say that Persephone was obviously taken care of and kept very safe in the underworld. Because Hades is the number one hubby. So speaking in terms of pop culture, this myth is an extremely popular topic in Western art, with paintings on the subject being done by Rubens, Rembrandt, and Giordano. The Italian sculpture Bernini also sculpted it, and... I am begging you, if you are in the least bit interested in art, as long as you're not driving, just take a moment, look up The Rape of Proserpina by John Lorenzo Bernini. It's it's one of the most like basic Baroque Italian sculptures, but it's beautiful. The way he works the marble, it's, it's beautiful. So earlier we were talking about rape in the sense of getting snatched, right? Mm-hmm. So do you by chance know if Rembrandt one of Rembrandt's paintings that were stolen was one of... It was not. Oh, man. That'd be not. That'd be too poetic. That'd um, be amazing. You mean from the Isabella Gardner? Yeah, whatever the... Isabella Stewart Gardner? Yeah. But the one... Like, he had mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff that was stolen, right? No, it was... The Rembrandt that was stolen, I believe it was his seascape. But it wasn't... It was not. It wasn't no. Proserpina getting stolen. It was not. Bummer. Oh, well... Sometimes the universe doesn't line up like that. So going forward, spoiler alert for the things I'm going to be mentioning. In the 1934 Disney film Silly Symphony, there is a, an animated short called The Goddess of Spring, which depicts Persephone's kidnapping. She is not referred to by name, but it's a pretty unique story. I can't believe you spoiled that for me. I've never seen the 1934 Disney film Silly Symphony. Well, you've had almost 90 years to see it and avoid that spoiler, so... Excuse me? I don't even... ever heard of it until now, actually, so... Exactly. Have you ever heard of Make Mine Melody? There's a whale yeah. in it that can that has, like, seven voices in his throat, and he can harmonize with himself. Oh, it's like um, throat singing. Yeah. Tibetan throat singing? It's Tibetan throat singing times Moby Dick. Ew. That's, that's, that's the animated short. It's crazy. It's insane. I think the devil's in it. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. Anyway. <laughs> we, we also see Hades and Persephone appearing in the Percy Jackson books. Persephone specifically is in The Lightning Thief, The Demigod Files, and The Last Olympian. It's been a while since I've read the books, but I'm just going to wager a guess and say Hades is in most, if not all of them. We also see Persephone and Hades in The Lightning Thief movie. Gags. Gag. In that movie, it shows her in the underworld with Hades when they go down to get one of the pearls they need, but in the movie, she hates them. This, I mean, this contracts with the books because in The Last Olympian, which is the fifth in the original series, we see that Persephone has slowly started to fall in love with Hades over the course of the books. But, like with everything else we liked about the book, the movie decided to ruin that for us. I understand that my opinion on the fact that the Lightning Thief movie was bad might be controversial, but Rick Riordan himself has said how terrible it was. He deserves better. So don't come for me. <laughs> it was a 
maybe not a bad movie, but it was a terrible adaptation. Correct. 100%. I will forever be bitter that Alexandria, Alexandra, Alexandra Daddario was 25 playing a teenager with brown hair and like blue eyes. I think the thing I hate the most is that, that is not they, they, meshed, they meshed two characters that were vital to telling the story in the beginning into just one. And the oh, bully was Cl- also Clarice the love and, uh... interest. Yeah, because Clarice, like, oh shoved God. his face in the toilet. And that's how he found out he had water powers. Yeah. Well, no, he found out he... <laughs> that was one of the things, but Poseidon didn't claim him until they captured the flag. Well, yeah, but, like, before that, all he could really do was be underwater for seven minutes. <laughs> so it was, it was like... Yeah, right. Uh, you mean you can't do that? Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm not a son of Poseidon. <laughs> Well, since we're on this tangent anyway, I'm sure our listeners may or may not be curious. If you're not, we're going to tell you anyway. <laughs> who, if you were at Camp Half-Blood, who would your godly parent be? Well, like, what cabin would you be? I think I think I always told myself, like, Poseidon. Why? Because you're the main character. Because I'm cool, like <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> because, like the ocean, you have a lot of trash in you ouch i don't know that wasn't funny ouch i'm out here getting roasted i love you i love you too well since you asked me what uh what cabin would you be in for our listeners at home she's been making it a part of her identity for a while so it's not not. (laughs) okay maybe i have but in my defense i did not get to grow up with the harry potter mentality I grew up with the Percy Jackson mentality. <laughs> so from a very young age, I was like, I would be in Cabin 6. I'd be the daughter of Athena. And it's the only one that ever made sense. I think it still makes to sense. Me, so. I mean, she walks around the apartment with a helmet on her head. so <laughs> <laughs> With Wish, an owl on my shoulder. Wishing she had a pet owl, but it's really just like a stuffed Hedwig. I actually looked into having a pet owl. Oh, I'm... I think it's illegal in the U.S., well, um, or at least it was when I Googled it in high school. So <laughs> aside from the obvious, which is, of course, Percy Jackson or anything Rick Riordan touches, other books that are based on or are retellings of the Hades and Persephone story. This is clearly not all of them, but just some of the ones that I found. A Court of Mist and Fury, which is the second book in the A Court of Thorns and Roses young adult series by Sarah J. Moss. Fun fact, this is actually the book that I read on the plane when I went to visit you in Seattle a few years ago. Oh, I don't think I knew that. I got halfway through it. I have not touched it since. Oh, wasn't that good, huh? No, it was really good. You just haven't touched it since. It was, it was like too good. Oh. It was too good. And I could feel myself getting obsessed and they're on book like five or six now. Oh, so like if you finished it. Your next five purchases would be on books two, three, four, five, and six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other books include The Abandoned Series by Meg Cabot or Cabot, Losing Beauty by Joanna Garth, The Persephone Trilogy by Caitlin Bevis, and the graphic novel Epicurus the Sage by William Messner Lobes and Sam Keith. This graphic novel actually has kind of a fun twist to the story. It adds that. Hades and Persephone staged the kidnapping so Persephone could get away from Demeter. That sounds right. Which I, I've definitely seen that in a lot of modern interpretations. Demeter was like definitely a lawnmower parent. <laughs> she was a helicopter parent. She was like the epitome of. 
She's not only the god of nature, but she's also the goddess of oh, helicopter parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, New lore. <laughs> in addition to this, hints of the Hades and Persephone trope can be seen in many different films and books. Some notable ones are the Disney movie Beauty and the Beast and Phantom of the Opera, both of which have the heroine going somewhere highly undesirable and falling in love with a man who is an outcast. Well, I mean, the Beast isn't necessarily a man, so I don't know if that connection is... She's giving me the biggest face of facepalm right now without actually putting her palm on her face. Yes, because this is a very hot mic and it will pick up me slapping my face. (laughs) I will... In my face. (laughs) (laughs) I see that argument and I raise you with the fact that I feel like because Hades is a god, you could also argue that he's still not a man. I guess I'll <laughs> I I guess I'll let you take that argument. Thanks. Whatever. In the webcomic Lore Olympus by Rachel Smythe, Persephone is a if not the main character and she's pink. And it's great. Download webtoon and read it. Not sponsored. But read Lore Olympus. Oh, Lore Olympus <laughs> is 100% one of the best. Dude, Hades has a has a great character arc too. And a personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, Zeus is being held accountable for some of his actions. Kind of. More so than <laughs> to an extent, actual... Because... More so than actual mythology, which is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Also, the musical-slash-folk opera Hades Town features Persephone as the main character, and the relationship between Hades and Persephone is sort of a subplot in the show. It's hot. It's... That whole... That whole show is phenomenal oh my gosh i i have never wanted to be a better singer until listening to that <laughs> to that opera and just wishing i could be orpheus oh man hades town or the actual opera hades town hades town hades town 100 fun fact um if you've ever heard the can can song where it's like that song came originally from a uh from an opera about Orpheus, which is what Hades Town follows. Um, but it's really weird because like you hear this like uplifting music, but in the opera it's like the devil's dancing when he first goes down to the underworld and I just it's just Hades a, doing the can It's just really funny to skirt. me because like in the seventeen hundreds that was a demonic song. <laughs> and now it's like it's this frilly like It's like cheap stock ringtone long on leg. your Motorola Razor in two thousand six. <laughs> Like, this is what your bank has you listening to when you're on hold for 20 minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> for them just to tell you that you can't activate your card. And finally, when a planet was discovered beyond Pluto in 2005, the public wanted it to be named Persephone. Because Persephone's next to Pluto, which is the Roman name for Hades. Like, it just, it makes sense. But, unfortunately... This planet was eventually downgraded to a dwarf planet, which is what Pluto is, R.I.P., and they named it Eris after the Greek goddess of strife and discord. Huh. That's that's poetic. Why? Because it... I don't know, I feel like there was strife and discord on whether or not Pluto was a planet (laughs) in the first place. Oh my god. One of the greatest tragedies of our generation was when... (laughs) 
Pluto, stop being a planet. I feel like I should be playing taps right now. I don't know how taps goes. I could keep going, but I feel like... Is that it? <laughs> so to recap, the just the number one highlights. One, Hades has a really cool car. Two, Persephone likes really cool flowers. Three. We've talked about Shrek way too much for me to be comfortable anymore. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's not a recurring theme, but who knows? <laughs> so for this week's episode, my non-Shrek-related sources <laughs> included Edith Hamilton's Mythology, which I mentioned earlier, Philip Freeman's book, Oh My God, and as always, the wonderful, trustworthy, despite what your teachers will tell you, wikipedia look we would be nowhere without wikipedia people are lying if they've never at least used wikipedia to start their essays i mean i did i I also wasn't the best student (laughs) i mean pro tip don't cite wikipedia cite the sources that are cited within the wikipedia article (laughs) i cannot tell you how many papers i did that on at least at least one Maybe two. All of them. (laughs) So that is our first episode. Thanks for listening, guys. We really hope you liked it. We had a lot of fun recording it. We'll see if I have fun editing it. Fingers crossed that I do. (laughs) (laughs) And you can watch this feed for future episodes. We're hoping to update weekly once we get a consistent recording schedule going. And for any updates, you can find us on Instagram at A-O-W-T-G podcast. And remember, if you don't have a mythology friend, you probably are the mythology friend. Um, and that's our podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.